Another thing that when we were reading this from the Quran about what Luqman said to his son, he gave his son some very good advice. And that is always worship Allah, turning to Allah and obey your parents. That's immediately after obedience to Allah is obedience to the parents. So teach the children about this. It's very important. But the Prophet, peace be upon him, said to us that how you treat your parents, guess what? Allah is going to give you children who are going to treat you like this. He will give you children who will treat you like this. So how do you want to be treated? Because how you treat your parents, that's how Allah is going to cause people to treat you. Also, when you would like to get married, this is one of the first things that the family is going to look at. How you treat your parents. The other family has a child to get married to you. If you're a boy, there's a girl. And her family is looking at the way you treat your mom and dad. And if you're a girl and you would like to get a nice husband, her family is going to look at you. They're going to say, well, how do you treat your mom? And how do you treat your dad? Because this is probably how you're going to treat us. And this is how you'll treat our son. And when families uh, have children who get married in Islam, they don't just get married and leave and disappear. That is not the idea in Islam. It's to join families together, not to split them apart. We don't have the concept in Islam that when a child turns 18 that you just cut them off and throw them in the street. It's actually the opposite. What we're looking for in Islam is that what's going to happen when they get married, they're going to join together, these families. This is what we're looking for. So it's important that we investigate how these children are acting with others. Because if we see good results with that, then we can be assured that, inshallah, God willing, that these are going to have a good marriage, they're going to have good children, and so on. So all of this is important. You may not think so now. You might think, well, I'm just a kid. I'll do whatever I want to do. But this develops a pattern for you. People are going to see how you act. And if you have a bad record, it's not going to be good for you. If you steal things, if you lie, if you drink alcohol or take drugs, any of those things, people will find out about that. And then what will you do? Because this is going to have a very negative effect. A very negative effect on your whole future. So it's very important for you also to be with good people. Because the Prophet ﷺ told us, you are going to be raised up on the day of judgment with the people that you were hanging out with here. So if you said, well, I like to hang out with these bad people. I don't mind. I don't care what they do. I'm not doing what they do. I'm just hanging out with them. Still, on the day of judgment, you'll be raised up with them. All of this is very important for us to keep in mind. That as you get older, that these things that you develop will become a habit or a pattern for you. I'm going to give you another example. Some of you boys have heard people tell you, oh, why don't you just try a cigarette? Try a cigarette. See what it's like. In school, places like that, you run into kids. They do stuff. They think it's cool, man. But once you smoke the first cigarette, you can never do it again. Listen closely to what I just told you. Once you have smoked the first cigarette, the first puff, you can never do it again. You know why? 
because you did it for the first time. You can never do it for the first time again. The next time will be the second time, or the third time, or the fourth time. But if you never do it the first time, you don't have to worry about it, do you? If you never steal anything, that's good. But if you steal something once, you can never do it again. You can't steal it for the first time. And I'm going to give you something about that to think about. If it's the first time somebody ever did something, almost always a judge or a jury or other people in general will forgive you. Like, you know, they say, well, you didn't know better. Maybe it's an accident. It's your first time. The first time, usually people will say, well, he didn't ever do anything else bad. Let's give excuse. But if it's the second time, no. Third time, you're a bad person. And that's how it goes. When a person smokes the first time, it tastes terrible. And it makes them cough. So they do it again so that they won't cough in front of their friends because they'll laugh at them. Ha, 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 ha. So they smoke again and again until, oh, now I can smoke like this. Look, it doesn't bother me. But now he's becoming addicted because the nicotine becomes part of their blood system and then they can't stop. The same happens with alcohol. And Allah forbids us to drink alcohol. It's in the Quran. It's called Hamar. Hamar is forbidden for us to drink because it is an addiction. And the Prophet said whatever intoxicates in a large amount is forbidden even in small amounts. So this is also important. If you remember this rule, though, don't do it the first time. That's the best rule. The same holds true with having sex. Because the first time you do it, you're in trouble. Because you can never do it again. Not the first time. So this means that a person is not a virgin anymore. It means that you don't have the respect like in marriage, if somebody said, well, I would like my daughter to get married to your son. What about your son? Has he ever had a girlfriend or done something like that before? If the answer is yes, it's a problem. That's okay. Thanks anyway. We'll look for a different boy. Same for the girl. You say, well, just once. No. It's wrong. So learn this from the beginning. That first time. And also, when you're doing drugs... The first time would be the last time. Because some drugs out there will kill you the very first time you take them. Not everybody's body is the same. Some people will have a reaction to something that other people may not have. And a lot of people out here may be doing drugs, been doing drugs a long time. You'll come along and think, oh, I could do it once. And you do it, you could die. And whatever a person dies on, that's how they're going to be raised up. It means that if you die taking drugs, you're going to be raised up like a drug addict, a druggie. Not as the good Muslim that you spent your life praying, fasting. No, because the last thing you did is what's going to count. Very important. Just like when a person commits suicide, how are they raised up? They're raised up as a person who does that and they stay in the hellfire forever doing the same thing over and over to themselves. 
If they stab themselves, they're stabbing themselves over and over and over in hellfire. This is very important to understand that whatever comes to you in this life, you be patient with it. When you have a difficulty, you don't turn to alcohol, cigarettes, drugs, sex, because if you do, that becomes your God. That becomes your Elah. That becomes what you worship instead of Allah. If you need anything, who should you turn to? Allah. If you want something fixed in your life, who should you ask? Allah. And if he doesn't make it the way that you want it, does that mean that there's something wrong? No. That means that's the way Allah is giving you this test or this life. So you have to learn to adjust to that. So all of this is a part of being a youth and growing up as a Muslim. Of course, in most of the cases, the scholars of Islam are going to tell you about you have to pray five times a day, fast Ramadan, pay zakat, make hajj, things like this. Be honorable to your parents, keep your word, etc. But I wanted to touch on some of the subjects that I know that some of the scholars don't really go into. I want you to be real clear on this subject so that nobody can say, oh, nobody told me. You heard me say it. You understood it. It's not acceptable for the Muslim to have that kind of conduct, that kind of behavior. You're smart. Allah gave you a brain. You have a great chance. You live in a great place. And you can do many wonderful things. But you're not going to be able to be successful if you're listening to shaitan. Allah tells us in the Quran, Ya yulladina amanu udkhulu fi sumin khafatan. Or you who believe, enter perfectly into the submission and the surrender and obedience to Allah in peace. Completely. But don't follow the footsteps of the shaitan. He is your enemy. Is shaitan our enemy? Yes, sir. He wants you to mess up. Because he knows when he gets you a little bit, he'll go a little bit more tomorrow. By the way, I want to tell you about shaitan. He doesn't come to you all at once and just say, worship something other than Allah. Nobody would listen to that. If he came and said, oh, I want you to pray to a wooden tree or a statue, he'd say, nah, I'm not going to do that, right? That's too obvious. But if he comes to you step by step, step by step, little this, little that, little more, little more, little more, then he can take you out of Islam like that. Very serious.